Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kevod Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Dinsmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Tuesday, March 22nd. It is prophesied in the book of Amos that in the last days there would be a famine in the land. Not a famine for food, but a famine for the word of God, as it is written in Amos 8, 11 and 12. Behold, the days come, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. Even in the days of Joseph there were seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. He had stored up grain for the seven years of famine. The Daily Audio Torah is your storehouse where you can get grain. It is twenty minutes every day of pure scripture flowing out, living manna to feed your spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures, and for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Shemini, and it means eighth. Leviticus 10, 1-10 Aaron's sons Nadab and Abihu put coals of fire in their incense burners and sprinkled incense over them. In this way they disobeyed the Lord by burning before him the wrong kind of fire, different than he had commanded. So fire blazed forth from the Lord's presence and burned them up, and they died there before the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, This is what the Lord meant when he said, I will display my holiness through those who come near me. I will display my glory before all the people. And Aaron was silent. Then Moses called for Mishael and Elzaphan, Aaron's cousins, the sons of Aaron's uncle Uziel. He said to them, Come forward and carry away the bodies of your relatives from in front of the sanctuary to a place outside the camp. So they came forward and picked them up by their garments and carried them out of the camp, just as Moses had commanded. Then Moses said to Aaron and his sons Eleazar and Itamar, 
Do not show grief by leaving your hair uncombed or by tearing your clothes. If you do, you will die, and the Lord's anger will strike the whole community of Israel. However, the rest of the Israelites, your relatives, may mourn because of the Lord's fiery destruction of Nadab and Abihu. But you must not leave the entrance of the tabernacle, or you will die, for you have been anointed with the Lord's anointing oil. So they did as Moses commanded. Then the Lord said to Aaron, You and your descendants must never drink wine or any other alcoholic drink before going into the tabernacle. If you do, you will die. This is a permanent law for you, and it must be observed from generation to generation. You must distinguish between what is sacred and what is common, between what is ceremonially unclean and what is clean. Jeremiah seven twenty one to eight three. This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says: Take your burnt offerings and your other sacrifices and eat them yourselves. When I led your ancestors out of Egypt, it was not burnt offerings and sacrifices I wanted from them. This is what I told them: Obey me, and I will be your God, and you will be my people. Do everything as I say, and all will be well. But my people would not listen to me. They kept doing whatever they wanted, following the stubborn desires of their evil hearts. They went backward instead of forward. From the day your ancestors left Egypt until now, I have continued to send my servants, the prophets, day in and day out. But my people have not listened to me or even tried to hear. They have been stubborn and sinful, even worse than their ancestors. Tell them all this, but do not expect them to listen. Shout out your warnings, but do not expect them to respond. Say to them, This is the nation whose people will not obey the Lord their God and who refuse to be taught truth. Truth has vanished from among them. It is no longer heard on their lips. Shave your head in mourning and weep alone on the mountains. For the Lord has rejected and forsaken this generation that has provoked his fury. The people of Judah have sinned before my very eyes, says the Lord. They have set up their abominable idols right in the temple that bears my name, defiling it. They have built pagan shrines at Topheth the garbage dump in the valley of Ben-Hinnom, and there they burn their sons and daughters in the fire. I have never commanded such a horrible deed. It never even crossed my mind to command such a thing. So beware, for the time is coming, says the Lord, when that garbage dump will no longer be called Topheth, or the valley of Ben-Hinnom, but the valley of slaughter. They will bury the bodies in Topheth until there is no more room for them. The bodies of my people will be food for the vultures and wild animals, and no one will be left to scare them away. I will put an end to the happy singing and laughter in the streets of Jerusalem. The joyful voices of bridegrooms and brides will no longer be heard in the towns of Judah. The land will lie in complete 
desolation. In that day, says the Lord, the enemy will break open the graves of the kings and officials of Judah, and the graves of the priests, prophets, and common people of Jerusalem. They will spread out their bones on the ground before the sun, moon, and stars. The gods my people have loved, served, and worshipped. Their bones will not be gathered up again or buried, but will be scattered on the ground like manure. And the people of this evil nation who survive will wish to die rather than live where I send them. I, the Lord of heaven's armies, have spoken. Luke 5, 12-28 In one of the villages Yeshua met a man with an advanced case of leprosy. When the man saw Yeshua, he bowed with his face to the ground, begging to be healed. Lord, he said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Yeshua reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said, be healed. And instantly the leprosy disappeared. Then Yeshua instructed him not to tell anyone what had happened. He said, go to the priest and tell, let him ex- examine you. Take along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy. This will be a public testimony that you have been cleansed. But despite Yeshua's instructions, the report of his power spread even faster, and vast crowds came to hear him preach and to be healed of their diseases. But Yeshua often withdrew to the wilderness or prayer. One day, while Yeshua was teaching, some Pharisees and teachers of religious law were sitting nearby. It seemed that these men showed up from every village in all Galilee and Judea, as well as from Jerusalem. And the Lord's healing power was strongly with Yeshua. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. They tried to take him inside to Yeshua but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. So they went up to the roof and took off some tiles, and then they lowered the sick man on his mat down into the crowd, right in front of Yeshua. Seeing their faith, Yeshua said to the man, Young man, your sins are forgiven. But the Pharisees and the teachers of religious law said to themselves, Who does he think he is? That's blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. Yeshua knew what they were thinking, so he asked them, Why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say your sins are forgiven, or stand up and walk? So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Yeshua turned to the paralyzed man and said, Stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. And immediately... As everyone watched, the man jumped up, picked up his mat, and went home praising God. Everyone was gripped with great wonder and awe, and they praised God, exclaiming, We have seen amazing things today. Later, as Yeshua left the town, he saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Yeshua said to him. So Levi got up left everything, and followed him. Psalm 65, 1-13 
What mighty praise, O God, belongs to you in Zion. We will fulfill our vows to you, for you answer our prayers. All of us must come to you. Though we are overwhelmed by our sins, you forgive them all. What joy for those you choose to bring near those who live in your holy courts. What festivities await us inside your holy temple. You faithfully answer our prayers with awesome deeds. O God, our Savior, you are the hope of everyone on earth, even those who sail on distant seas. You formed the mountains by your power and armed yourself with mighty strength. You quieted the raging oceans with their pounding waves and silenced the shouting of the nations. Those who live at the ends of the earth stand in awe of your wonders. From where the sun rises to where it sets, you inspire shouts of joy. You take care of the earth and water it, making it rich and fertile. The river of God has plenty of water. It provides a bountiful harvest of grain, for you have ordered it so. You drenched the plowed ground with rain, melting the clods and leveling the ridges. You soften the earth with showers and bless its abundant crops. You crown the year with a bountiful harvest. Even the hard pathways overflow with abundance. The grasslands of the wilderness become a lush pasture, and the hillsides blossom with joy. The meadows are clothed with flocks of sheep, and the valleys are carpeted with grain. They all shout and sing for joy. Proverbs 11.23 The godly can look forward to a reward, while the wicked can expect only judgment. I'd like to speak to you from our Haftorah portion reading from Jeremiah chapter 7, and then we're going to jump into Luke chapter 5. And in Jeremiah chapter 7, the Lord is pretty upset with his people, and it opens with this comment from him. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says, Take your burnt offerings and your other sacrifices and eat them yourselves. Basically, all the offerings and sacrifices that are normally offered unto the Lord, he's refusing them. Eat them yourselves. And then it goes on to explain why he is so angry with the people. Verse 22. When I led your ancestors out of Egypt, it was not burnt offerings and sacrifices I wanted from them. This is what I told them. Obey me. And I will be your God, and you will be my people. Do everything as I say, and all will be well. And that's all he asks today, is for us to obey him by the power of the indwelling Holy Spirit. Verse 24, But my people would not listen to me. They kept doing whatever they wanted, following the stubborn desires of their evil hearts. They went backward instead of forward. Verse 26, But my people have not listened to me or even tried to hear. They've been stubborn and sinful, even worse than their ancestors. 
He goes on to tell Jeremiah this, Tell them all this, but do not expect them to listen. Shout out your warnings, but do not expect them to respond. Verse 29, Shave your head in mourning and weep alone on the mountains, for the Lord has rejected and forsaken this generation that has provoked his fury. And so the people set up abominable idols right inside the temple, the temple that bears the name of yod And how his heart must have been broken because of the sinfulness, the wickedness, the idolatry of the people. And so he rejects them because they have rejected the living God of Israel. What is so truly profound and amazing is that one of the characteristics of God, the God of Israel, is that he is a forgiving God. Yeshua forgives sin. It's amazing. We struggle so much when someone sins against us. When someone shatters us, breaks our trust, betrays us, hurts us with hurtful words, it's very, we struggle with forgiving. We are people, we tend to keep a record of wrongs. We tend to hold things against others. We tend to hold on to the offenses and let them pile up. We need to be more like Yeshua. And his whole nature is to forgive to forgive the sin, especially when there is repentance on the part of the other party. Well, what makes me say that is from our reading from Luke. And in Luke chapter 5, we see the desperation of some friends of a paralyzed man And they tried to take this man inside to Yeshua, who was speaking to the crowds from inside of a a house. They couldn't reach him. So they went up to the roof and took off some tiles, and they lowered the sick man on his mat down into the crowd, right in front of Yeshua. Seeing their faith, Yeshua said to the man, Young man, your sins are forgiven. So somehow... The fact that he was paralyzed was related to his sin. And Yeshua forgave the sin, and he immediately was able to pick up his mat and walk, and was no longer paralyzed. That is the nature and the character of Yeshua. He's full of compassion and mercy, and he forgives sin. And I don't know about you, my friend, But I need that forgiveness. There are times when I mess up, when I lose my temper, when I say things I should not, and I need his forgiveness. That theme of forgiveness comes out even in Psalm 65, verse 3. Though we are overwhelmed by our sins, you forgive them all. What joy for those you choose to bring near, those who live 
in your holy courts. Oh, I'm so thankful that Yeshua forgives sin. I would not want to keep the weight and the burden of my sin upon me. I am so thankful to him that when I repent and return to him, that he takes the weight and the burden of sin off of me. He cleanses us from the inside out. Another gem I'd like to pull out of the reading from Luke chapter 5. In verse 15 it says, But despite Yeshua's instructions, the report of his power spread even faster, and vast crowds came to hear him preach and to be healed of their diseases. So his fame is spreading because of all the people who are being healed. And verse 16, But Yeshua often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. That was his secret place. And it says in the word, if you pray in secret, your father hears and he answers. Don't be like the publicans and the Pharisees that pray openly on the street corners. They think that for their many words they will be heard. But go in your room, close the door, and pray in secret. And there's a real principle there of going in your room and closing the door. We close the door to the distractions of the world, to the pull of the world. We close the door to the television, the computer, the texting, the cell phone, the crying baby, the unwashed dishes. We close the door to all of that and we press in and focus on communing with Yeshua. Bear our heart to him, but also to listen. To listen to what he would have to say to us. So important, my friend, to have a secret place to go to. Literally, it can be a closet. It can be just a corner in your room, a special chair where you go to sit. It can be sitting in your car. It can be in the bathroom. Wherever God gives to you a special place where you can go to meet with him. Father, we are thankful, so thankful, for your mercy and your grace and for your forgiveness. Thank you for sending your son, Yeshua who died upon the cross so that when we repent of our sin, we can look upon the cross, we can gaze upon the cross in our mind's eye, and we can see such love, such amazing love, that he died in my place so that I could be forgiven of my sin and walk in newness of life walk in the grace and in the mercy of God the Father. Thank you that our sins are forgiven when we repent. I pray, Father, that we would be a forgiving people, that we would forgive 
one another, that we would not keep a record of wrongs and hold on to our offenses, that we would not be a bitter people, that we would be a sweet and a forgiving people, because that's who you are. We love you, we bless you, and we praise you. In Yeshua's name, amen. Adonai Adonai The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24-26 Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.